I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people follow orders to the T to spite someone. And in this episode, it's all about power tripping bosses getting what they deserve. And in one post, OP follows his boss's orders and destroys the man's career. Guys, I hope you enjoy the super satisfying tales today, and be sure to subscribe for future stories. Let's dive in. I work at an office that sells bulk goods to businesses that use them, like retail outlets. Our office doesn't usually have a strict dress code, but we recently got a new boss. The guy's constantly yelling at everyone about basic things like punching in a minute too late or too early, or being a word or two off the script during inbound and outbound calls. Dealing with him in general has made me hate the job more. As it's getting hotter, I've been wearing khaki shorts to work for the past few days, which is something I've always done for the past few years. And no one's confronted me about it before, so I figured nothing would change this year. But boy was I wrong. About halfway through my shift, this boss comes to my desk and he realizes that I'm wearing shorts. And the guy's visibly annoyed. He then mutters something under his breath and he goes back into his office. An hour later, I was called into his office where he proceeds to berate me about breaking dress code. The guy was fuming. He ends the meeting with, from now on, you follow the dress code or you're fired. And in my mind, I'm thinking, say no more, boss. So that night, I went home and I read up on the company dress code rules. There was in fact a rule against shorts, so I was annoyed but kept on. And then I found it. There's no rule preventing males from wearing skirts or kilts. And this is where I devised my plan. To get back at my boss, I immediately ordered a pink and white striped kilt online, as well as matching knee-high socks and a shirt. There was no rules against any of this, surprisingly. About a week later, the clothes arrived, and here's what ensued the following workday. I walked in, wearing my new pink business outfit, and immediately the whole office is staring at me. The boss was beat red in the face, and he yells at me to come into his office. The guy goes on a 10-minute rant about how I'm useless, that he's gonna fire me for not obeying him, and for not following the dress code to a T. And that's when I simply stated, I am following the employee dress code. I urge you to read the employee handbook. Furious, he ends up reading the whole thing in front of me, and I could see him getting more and more angry as he realized I didn't break any rules. I then asked him, am I free to go back to work? And he looked at me with a death glare, muttering something under his breath, and he waved me off. Sophie didn't say how long they wore that kilt for, but guys, what a hilarious malicious compliance. And the knee-high socks were definitely a nice touch. And seriously, that manager needs to be canned, because if he's throwing a tantrum over the dress code, imagine what other things he'll lose his mind over. Employees are not paid to be yelled at, sir. So I got a management job at a small business by accident two years ago. Someone got fired, the replacement bailed, and the job landed in my lap. 
Since then, my responsibilities have been increasing monthly, while my pay has stayed stagnant, just a bit higher than minimum wage. There's over a dozen responsibilities on my plate that only I can do for us at this point. Even the business owner calls me for help if I take a day off. They need me very much here. Where I live, management jobs are generally 1.8 times minimum wage to start, and I make about 1.4 times minimum wage. I've been budgeting, reviewing my finances, and budgeting some more. I'm trying to pay down debts so I can comfortably afford to have kids and maybe a house in about four years' time. Despite my best efforts, at my current pay, it'll take me six years to reach this goal. So with that, I approached my boss about a pay raise several weeks ago. The guy delayed the discussion multiple times, finally giving in and giving all senior employees a 6% raise, and implementing a bonus structure for meeting sales targets. Of those employees, I'm the only one whose work directly impacts the sales targets. The fixed raise was under $1 per hour, and the bonus scheme, if I work my ass off more than ever before, would work out to another dollar per hour on months the targets reached. This total still has me under the pay rate for general management in my area, and doesn't account for all the responsibilities I have that only I'm trained to do. I told my boss that I was unhappy with this, and that's when he gave me a book on financial management, and the guy told me to follow its advice and to stop buying coffees. I read the book. Chapter 1 of the book recommends you audit yourself financially and said if you've budgeted well, trimmed your extra expenses, and you still can't reach your financial goals with your current income, to seek a better job. So I'm following my boss's sound financial advice and I'm looking for a new job. I've been sending resumes out for a week now. Guys, I love this malicious compliance and I hope OP thanks their boss for giving them that financial book when they resign. Letting boss man know, hey, thanks to you, I'll reach my goal in two years instead of six by leaving this crap hole of a company. And guys, the cherry on top is knowing with OP leaving, it's gonna send the company into a panic for a little bit. It always amazes me that bosses don't recognize the good employees employees until it's too late. So in the late 1980s, my first job was working at a well-known fast food chain. I'd been working here a couple of years at the time of the story, and had worked my way up to crew leader, but had just been passed over for promotion to shift manager three days before. It's around 7pm, and we had just finished the dinner rush, and the newly promoted manager decided to save some labor, and send the bulk of the crew home and just keep the closing crew. We had one person covering drive through one person working the grill, me, and one person at the front counter, and the new manager. At this point, it's important to know that this fast food chain was running a promotion for their most famous hamburger. It was two for two dollars, and of course, this was very popular. With one employee in the grill area, it was possible to make this item six at a time. We had code names for cranking out these items from the grill at speed. 6 pull 6 meant that you made 6 of this item, and when you finish making these 6 items, you start the next 6. With this method, you can make about 6 items every 2.5 minutes. There was also 6 turn 6. That meant if you start 6 of this item, when you flip the meat on the grill, you start making 6 more. With this method, you can make 6 items every 75 to 80 seconds. So what happens 10 minutes after the manager sends the bulk of the crew home? We get a large bus full of senior citizens that walks into the restaurant. About 80 people flood the lobby and they start lining up to place their orders. From the grill area, I can see the flood of people. I assess the situation and decide to start making some food. 
However, I choose not to make our hot sale item since I don't think the bulk of these customers will order this. I decide to make fish, chicken, and smaller hamburger items, which I believe this group of people will order. Just as I finish delivering the first wave of these smaller items and about to start another, the manager pokes her head out of the office and notices the situation. Obviously, the lone front counter person was overwhelmed, and the manager rushes out to help take orders. On her way to the front counter, she yells to me in the grill area, Hey, I want you to do a 6 turn 6 until I tell you to stop. I then say to her, I don't think these guys are going to be ordering that, are you sure? The manager looks at me and says, I didn't ask you what you think. They made me the manager, not you, and this is what needs to be done, so do what I've asked. At this point, it's time for malicious compliance. I start to crank out the burgers, and I don't even bother wrapping them up. I'm working furiously, and I start to get into a rhythm, turning six of these out every 75 to 80 seconds. About 15 minutes pass, and there's about 60 burgers made. Also, with only me in the grill, there's not enough time to box the burgers and put them in the bin. I'm stacking trays of finished burgers on any flat surface I can find in the grill area. The manager is still taking orders at the front counter, and she hasn't even noticed how many burgers are piling up in the grill area. At this point, I decide to ask her if she wants me to continue. So I shout to her, do you still want me to do a 6 turn 6? And the manager shouts back, did I tell you to stop? And that gets me thinking, huh, well she's taking the customer orders, so she must know what's going on. I go back to do the 6 turn 6, and another 20 minutes pass. There is now another 90 burgers, and I'm putting trays of finished burgers in the sink area, around the fryer, etc. And she hasn't told me to stop yet. At this point, all the customer orders are taken, and they're now trying to get orders out. The smaller fish, chicken, and burger items are now long gone by now, and I've had no time to make any more. The manager yells back to me, we need chicken, fish, nuggets, hamburgers, and cheeseburgers. I ask her, so you want me to stop the 6 turn 6? And at that she says, what? You're still doing that? Are you crazy? I respond, you didn't tell me to stop. I'm doing exactly what you asked me to do. At this point, she walks back to the grill area and she sees the fruits of my labor. There are burger trays everywhere, the prep table's a disaster, the grill needs to be cleaned, and I can't even get to the fryer vats to make the chicken or fish, since there's burgers stacked on them. The manager looks at me and says, I can't believe you did this, we're never gonna sell all this. This will ruin my food waste goals. I tell her, I specifically told you that I didn't think 6 turn 6 was a good idea, and you told me to do it anyway. I then asked you if I should stop, and you told me to continue, saying that they made you the manager, so I assumed you knew what you were doing. She then yells at me, you did this on purpose. I say to her, I did exactly what you told me to do, so yes, it was on purpose. The manager then storms back to the front counter, and I start packing the burgers and making the food that was actually ordered. She didn't speak to me for the rest of the night. The next day, the store manager asked me what happened, and I told him exactly what I was instructed to do. The front counter person was able to verify the instructions that were given, and I never heard anything more about it. The manager was let go after this, and I was promoted. My goodness, guys, I don't know what I'd rather see, to be honest. The manager's face when she saw what OP was up to for the half hour, or the kitchen, with piles and piles of hamburgers everywhere. I'm a corporate professional in middle management. My boss is a senior manager, and he's horrible at his job. Peter Principal totally applies. 
so he got his annual goals sent down from the corporate ether. And naturally, he added these things to my list of responsibilities. He would receive a hefty bonus for completing them, and I would receive none. He would take all the credits and tell me I was lucky to have him as a mentor. He also had this big shot personality. He was a smooth talker that acted like a celebrity, and he was too important to be bothered by people on the lower totem pole. The guy only wanted to interact with people he could brag about. And beyond puckering to kiss their behinds, he spent most of his time at work perusing dating apps. We were a very in-demand group within the company, and we had a revolving door of people coming to our area daily to get help from us. Non-management employees weren't allowed to have cell phones and didn't have access to emails, so stopping in was their only option. My boss got furious if I wasn't in my office to catch all the traffic, but completing his goals for him required me to be out of my office. He demanded that I stay in my office for my full shift every single day, and he accused me of leaving the property and stealing company time because, quote, if I wasn't in my office, how would he know I was working? So with that, I complied and stayed in my office. I didn't do any of the new tasks he assigned me to do, and when his annual review came, he lost his bonus. And because he didn't meet a single goal for the entire year, he fell under intense scrutiny. It was also found that he was using company funds and resources to take these dating app encounters to expensive places, and he was expensing it as work-related. He also used company funds that were meant for a building upgrade to build a new patio at his house. He just asked the contractor, who was a friend of his, to do all the work, and to find a way to add the money into the company bill. He was promptly fired. Yeah, I just gotta say this boss deserved getting fired, guys. Like, If you pass your work off to someone else, the very least you could do is check up on it. And for the guy to not check up on it for a whole year, yeah, that's top management material right there. Too busy whining and dining his dates with company money, I guess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I work for a small company in the trades as the head of the IT department, aka the only IT person. Truthfully, the gig is pretty good. It's got good pay, good benefits, and I can come and go as I please within reason. The two people I have to answer to are the VP and the CEO, and they know nothing at all about anything to do with technology, so they generally leave me be as I'm good at my job and everything runs smoothly. Being a small company, a lot of us don't take vacations due to A, building the company, and B, not having replacements for the time gone. But after two years vacation list, my wife convinces me to use the time I'm given to decompress, to take a small one-week getaway. So with that, I talk to the VP and he gives me the thumbs up to take the time. 
Enter the field operations director. This guy is an attack dog for the VP. For no reason, as the VP is nothing but polite and reasonable. The guy loves giving everyone a hard time, adding steps to tasks to make himself look like he's part of the process, reminding everyone how much of a boss he is to the rest of us in management, and calling me a nerd every chance he gets. It's fair to say that I dislike him immensely. So after making my rounds with the other staff, it's the director's time to do some scary computer-related learning. The director refuses to look weak under any circumstances, and he gets very aggressive when learning new things because, quote, I'm the boss, I already know. So in the midst of learning, it dawns on him to ask why he has to learn this stuff anyway, because I'm the nerd, it's my job to do this. So with this, I clue him in on the week I'm taking off, and this stuff is just precautionary. Of course, this worries the director, as he'll have to retain information, answer questions, and do some minor troubleshooting. The conversation went something like this, and I wish I could tell you that this guy is not this much of a jerk, but he is. The guy says to me, who approved your vacation? I say to him, the VP did, as long as I could get you guys comfortable with some small maintenance. The guy says to me, I only approve vacation time, I'm your boss. Now as a side note, the guy does this so much that the VP actually wrote out the hierarchy in chart form, and we all carry a digital copy with us to remind him who he's actually in charge of. So I tell him, you're not, showing him the chart. The director says, well fine, but you're salary so you have to work during your vacation. You will bring your laptop and work phone with you, and you will answer emails and calls. I tell him, when you vacation, you make it very clear that you're unreachable and can't be bothered even if it's an emergency. He then says, because I go to places without service, and unless you're going to the mountains, you have to work. You are salary. So malicious compliance initiated. I say to him, just to be clear, if I go to a place without service, I won't be expected to work, yeah? He tells me, yeah, that's right, but since you're a nerd, you don't do anything outdoorsy anyways. Don't try to get around this. I say to him, great, thanks for clearing that up. Fast forward three weeks later, and it's now vacation time. All of my ducks are in a row, and people are comfortable with me being gone for a week, and they're all encouraging me to just disconnect. A close coworker of mine knows the conversation I had with the director and asked what I planned to do about it, so I shared my easy but effective plan. Number one, my wife and I rented a cabin in the woods and I told them it doesn't have service. It's only two hours from the town. Number two, I've set up automatic email replies that have all the IT questions and concerns forwarded to the director since he's the boss, he knows. Number three, I leave my work phone on the charger in my office with the ringer on and the door locked, so he has to hear it. And my voicemails changed to have the operations director become IT for the week. My coworker loves the idea of flooding the guy with questions that he can't answer so much that he gets the other coworkers in on it. Midway through the week, I get a call from my coworker with an update. The operations director loses it. He can't keep up with any requests for help and doesn't even bother to memorize the simple tasks I showed him, so he does what any good boss does. He puts in a request to take vacation until I get back. Retreat is always an option. And nothing screams leader more than retreat. It's not weakness and failure if he's not there. My coworkers were able to manage, and the director got his three-day vacation, unfortunately. After the week, I'm called to the VP's office to catch up and to get things back on track. 
The VP obviously heard of the hardships he faced in my absence, and he laughed at my malicious compliance surprisingly. The VP struck a deal with me moving forward, since it was made clear that no one else knew how to do my job. I can go on vacation wherever I'd like, as long as I bring my laptop and phone and check it once a week. They'll refund my vacation time for the day, even if I only work 5 minutes. I took that, but with the caveat of making the director actually learn some of my duties just in case, the VP agreed. Now I do an hour of teaching a week to the very surly director. After all, he's the boss. He's gotta know. And here I was, hoping the operations director got his vacation time rejected and ended up being fired for being useless, guys. That would have been the ultimate ending. So to start off, I'm Daph, and I used to work at a telecom company that's one of the major wireless providers in the USA. My position was strictly technical. I was working in the Network Operations Center, or NOC for short. I had no interactions with customers, and any face-to-face -face interaction with coworkers or management was done with the help of my interpreter, whom I've known for years at this point, named Sarah. On this particular day, Sarah and I arrive around 8.45. As usual, I get clocked in and Sarah clocks in on her laptop. That's when I get an email from my boss, to the tone of, come to my office please, when you get the chance. So Sarah and I head to his office where the following takes place. The boss basically says, oh, I'm glad you're here. Here's a flash drive with some recordings on it. I need you to listen to these and transcribe them. At that, Sarah and I give each other an odd look. I say to my boss, Sir, I'm deaf. Sarah's here because I can't hear you and I need her to tell me what you say. My boss replies with, Yeah, so? I tell him, So I can't listen to anything without subtitles. At that he says, Well, have Sarah listen. Then tell you what it says and you type it. That's what we pay her for, right? Now this does sound like a logical solution, but that goes against Sarah's contract. So I tell him, well, no, it's not her job to do my job for me. Her contract very specifically states that she's not to do any part of any assigned task for me. This would fall under doing an assigned task for me. Bossman then says, well, it needs to get done, so figure it out. At that I say, okay, well, can I ask coworker to do it then? Is that okay? Boss says, no, I asked you to do it. So cue the malicious compliance. I say, yes, sir. So Sarah and I leave the office, and she asks me how I plan on doing what he's asked. And me with a smirk say, just watch. I get back to my desk, and I start up Google Voice. I plug a microphone in and a speaker, and I start playing the audio recording into the microphone. And it starts typing what it heard. The transcript was indecipherable. So after about two minutes, my coworker walks in, and he asked what the heck is going on. I tell him it's an audio recording that Bossman asked me to transcribe. He said figure it out, so that's what I'm doing. I finish and upload it to Directory X and email him when I was done. My boss responds, see, I knew you could figure it out. Thanks. 20 minutes later though, boss comes rushing out to my desk, demanding to know what I did. He screams at me saying, do you think you're funny? This is complete gibberish, referring to Google Voice's transcription. I say to him, I did my best using the tools provided and the restrictions placed on me in regards to completing the task. My boss screams, forget it, and storms off. And the guy was right, it was complete gibberish. There were barely any words in there, let alone anything resembling English. Sarah says to me, are you going to get in trouble? To which I respond, for a deaf person transcribing an audio recording all on my own, I think I did better than expected by any reasonable person. 
And with that, she smirked and gave me a pat on the shoulder. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash entitled people episode where a Karen demands OP's money to buy her a house. It's ridiculous. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.